0: Is the Mormon God the same yesterday, today, and forever? Next on the Ex-Mormon Files. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I appreciate you spending some time with us. And today we have Grace Earl here from Idaho. Yes. Appreciate you guys coming down, and we're going to get to meet Lance next. And um, Anyway, we appreciate you coming and sharing your story and it's quite interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Where does it start? Where were you born?
1: Where does it start? Well actually I was born in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. Um, I actually am the oldest. I have a sister that's 14 months younger. Okay. And uh, I lost my parents both when I was fairly young. Five when my mom passed away and nine when my father passed away he was in the passed, military
0: your mom passed of cancer yes like my mom said. passed
1: away from cancer and,
0: your dad?
1: and my dad he was in the military air force so he was gone quite a bit so i didn't really get to see him a lot but he uh he passed away from a heart attack
0: oh gosh I always, young man really huh? <laughs>
1: I, judging from what my grandparents always talked about my mom and him i always figured he died of a broken heart oh, very <laughs> you know so possibly
0: but <laughs> So your grandparents actually raised you? Yes. Yeah, yes, my any?
1: mom's parents. They oh, yeah, raised my sister yeah. and myself. And oh. uh, I feel really blessed that they took that on because that is actually for <laughs> us older people. That's actually a big calling.
0: You could see that would be a big calling now. Oh, well, it, right? it really to would. Take on two people.
1: You know, here your own kids are grown up and gone and, and out, and then all of a sudden more. you have two more kids. And you know, I was five my sister would have been four so oh that's gosh.
0: that's a yeah long-term commitment it I, is that was sweet of them
1: yeah it really really was
0: so were they LDS
1: no they oh. were not LDS um I couldn't even tell you what, what religion, religion they would have oh. been they didn't go to church they believed in God uh-huh and I remember growing up, we'd listen to, uh, every Sunday, Lawrence Welk. And my favorite part of Lawrence Welk was always uh, a couple named Guy and Rolna. They always sang the gospel songs.
0: Yeah.
1: I loved those. And uh, <laughs> so we did have neighbors that would go to church. And every once in a while, they say, hey, can we take your kids to church?
0: No, Mormon church or Christian?
1: Not Mormon church. Oh. It was actually the Methodist church. Okay. And... That is the church that my mom apparently had gone to, was a Methodist oh, church.
0: Okay.
1: So my sister and I, uh, we'd go from time to time, and I don't remember that we went a lot. I don't <laughs> remember really. I mean, I was pretty young, it's but short. something apparently stuck in my brain. Because as I got older and after I joined the Mormon church, um <laughs> There were a lot of things that kept popping into my head, and I couldn't oh, figure out why
0: strange, strange things, huh? yeah, yeah, well, so um, were your folks lDS at all? No, they weren't so no. have you ever met any LDS up there? and
1: when what, I was in, in high school, I had a boyfriend in my senior year that was Mormon, but he was inactive, oh. but his mom was very active, and uh, she and I became very good friends. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after we graduated high school, he went his way, and I kind of mm-hmm. went my way, but it was amazing. Those Mormon missionaries, they know how to find you. <laughs> I, I would go to live in some apartment buildings, and pretty soon, I'd go somewhere. Oh, well, I'd lived with an aunt for a while. And then I yeah. went to my own apartment and stuff. Well, come to find out, after I'd moved, the Mormon missionaries had finally caught up to find out where I had been. Okay. And then pretty soon, so they just kept kind of going. Chasing
0: you down. <laughs> chasing
1: huh? me down a little bit, So yeah. was that what
0: happened? I mean, you were at, now out of high school and, and on your own, and I'm, the missionaries came to the door? And... It wasn't the missionaries. It was oh. actually ward missionaries. Oh, it
1: was a okay. young couple. This young woman with a baby came to my door one day at my apartment and... She had a loaf of nice, homemade, fresh bread. Oh, really? And I very kindly thanked her and kind of shut the door. Because <laughs> like, I had no idea who she was. Right. And uh, I didn't think I was being rude, but she told me later after we became friends that she felt... Went home <laughs> and cried.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> you thought, had oh, shut I'm the so, door. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I kind of did, but not really. I don't know. I.
0: So, I mean, how... Somewhere along the way, the church comes up and and they encourage you or ask you to take the lessons? Well,
1: lie number one. (laughs) She had a father that was from Texas, and he was up visiting, and he was very much against Mormonism. And she asked him if she could invite a friend over so that they can have the missionaries over so that they could teach me the discussions
0: oh, but to, have a, non-member and to present. have a
1: non-member present well she comes to me and says my dad is here and I want him to hear the discussion <laughs> tells
0: both of you the same
1: exactly she uh. said can you just come over and be with him so he doesn't feel like he's out of place well I think it was more that the missionaries were there for me not him <laughs> So well, he
0: killed two birds with one stone, so to speak. Oh, I mean, get you yeah, both. well he Here. never
1: he never joined the church. Okay. <laughs> um so we started having the missionary discussions and after about the fourth discussion, I think it was, they say, Hey, you know what? We think you're ready to be baptized. And I thought Okay. <laughs> I was young. I was very I don't know, I think because my grandparents had raised us, and with just my sister and me, we were very protected, so I, I yeah. was pretty cautious and stuff, but as also very withdrawn and didn't know how to tell people <laughs> no at all. Yeah. And so I just said, mm, okay, <laughs> and well, I don't know if they still do it or not, but back then, you had to have an interview. Sure. before you could be baptized. Oh, yeah, they baptized. still do that. They still do okay.
0: In well, fact, probably, I only got baptized probably <laughs> at least two levels of interviews, probably. Okay, still.
1: yeah, so okay. anyway, he asked me all kinds of questions before I was baptized, and he asked me one question that was, I felt extremely personal. Yeah. And um, so lie number two, <laughs> I told him...
0: What do you want to hear? He, I
1: told him exactly what he wanted to hear. Uh, I wasn't going to be forthcoming with him because I just really felt it was not well. With that, I was huh? extremely un, felt uncomfortable, and sure. I didn't feel like it was any of his business. Yeah. If God was real, it was between me and God, not me, him, and God. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So I kind of lied, and
0: but, but you do end up getting baptized. I,
1: I did get baptized. Um, I, I look back on it now, and I, I don't feel like I was converted to Mormonism. I just, just joined, joined the Mormon church. <laughs> yeah, so your so.
0: testimony, I mean, did you read any of the Book of Mormon or New oh, Joseph Smith's story? I would,
1: read, I would read it, and I'd hear the stories and a few things, but yeah. there was something inside that just couldn't quite grab onto it fully. Hmm. I, I just couldn't quite do it.
0: Now at so, some point in the next short time amount of time, you meet your husband-to-be. I did.
1: I joined the Mormon Church February 21st, <laughs> I'm trying to think here, 76. Oh, okay. And um, then in July, they had a, a young adult conference up at Crystal Mountain. Mm-hmm. for, And it was a area thing, so it wasn't just our stake, it was several stakes. And I had seen him at dances, and I'd always go, ooh, who's that good-looking guy? <laughs> well, we, uh, we were up at Crystal Mountain, and, and we met over one of the meals, and we got talking, and kind of ended up missing the rest <laughs> of our classes, because that's all we did. We just went spent and talked, time. and spent time and talked with each other. And yeah. uh, October 1st, we were married.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, a very a... short time. Yeah. So, well. And I guess a year later, I understand, you got sealed in the Ogden yes. Temple.
1: Yes, exactly. One year later, yeah. on our anniversary, we went through the Ogden Temple and we were sealed for all time did and you, eternity. <laughs> did you
0: sense that that was his goal? And had that become your goal, too, to obviously be oh, made yeah. in the temple? And, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I knew he had been raised LDS, and uh, back then... Uh, So many things have changed in the Mormon church. I couldn't tell you if it's still the same or not, but back then, because I hadn't been a member for a full year, we couldn't go through the temple. Right, when you got married. That's why we had to wait that year. Right. But I I knew how he'd been raised, and I knew he's very much LDS, and I just wanted to be the best (laughs) wife I could be.
0: Did you feel like your testimony of the church was growing? Did you feel more aligned with what? You were hearing and being told.
1: There was some of the teachings that I kept thinking, "That's really nice. I, I, that's that feels really good." But then there were other things that would come up, and I go, "Hmm, I don't know if I can grab onto that yet or not." You know, I, yeah. I, I would always have to.
0: Jesus was that part of your thought process then, or
1: not quite so much back then. Okay. Um,
0: more about the church. It, sounds it was like.
1: more about the church back then, but as I got older and raising our children, we had five children,
0: okay.
1: and raising our children, it it just started slowly clicking with me that Jesus wasn't there very much.
0: There was just, always the that. church,
1: the church this, the church that Joseph yeah. Smith, but again, knowing he was really strong, I kept thinking, you know. I gotta be the good wife for him. (laughs) I gotta be the good wife for him, and so. And over
0: the years, you had a lot of callings, right? Relief
1: society. I I I was relief society secretary, and I did a lot in, well, homemaking, whatever they call it now. It was homemaking, and they had back when I was pretty young. It was still four different things, you know, cultural arts and. The actual co- homemaking and you know different yeah. different things and Each so week, I, yeah. Speak, yeah yeah and so I was one of the the leaders in that part of it and um, primary and oh yeah I was actually a choir director at one point which oh, blew were? me away because <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about music I thought what are you guys doing? <laughs> you
0: know, we, sometimes our callings are pers- perspiration not inspiration uh, or something. Yeah. But, oh I totally yeah. agree with that yeah. Well, yeah, so. So you kind of are going along, and uh, I guess at some point you maybe still questioning different little things along the way, yeah. but what happens um, in life?
1: Well, it seems like, as, especially as my children were leaving the nest the church started to make more and more changes all the time and every time they do it and they'd get up there in sacrament meeting and make their little <laughs> announcement of the new change and stuff, I'd always sit there and I'd go, Wait a minute And there again in the back of my head I would hear this little thing saying, But God's the same yesterday, today and forever <laughs> And it would kept popping up and it, it just really bothered me. To hear all these changes, and that's when I really started struggling more and more and more. But I didn't let Lance know. I just didn't let him know because I still wanted to be that good, warm wife for him. Yeah. You know, But it was really starting to bother me to know that there were changes being made that shouldn't have been made. Be made. Yeah, and not, and if it, not, more, not if it was and a
0: few more now than than ever oh before. Yeah. Yeah, 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 things that are quite surprising. Yeah. So what? Uh, anything specific that you started dealing with, and and where was Lance at this point? He's still very active. He's I mean.
1: still very active, and he'd get up and every fast and testimony meeting, he'd bear his testimony, and he'd always elbow me. You he getting, getting up this Sunday? You yeah. getting up this time? And I, no. <laughs> Nope, not gonna do it. I couldn't do it. I didn't have a testimony to stand up and bear like I would hear. In fact, I actually I really disliked fast and testimony Sundays. I would hear people getting up all the time, bearing their testimony of their travels or their illnesses and all these different things, and I I just never heard testimony of Jesus and I couldn't I couldn't go up there and do that. I just couldn't do it. The one time I did bear my testimony was in 2004. Oh a <laughs> long dear. time ago. You
0: remember this specifically? Well, I do.
1: <laughs> I do because I had broken my leg. Oh, we were building a home and I had broken my leg. And um uh, after I gotten home from the hospital because I was in the hospital for a few days. I broke it pretty bad. My, I'm sitting there and it's Fast and Testimony meeting and so I get up but my testimony was feeling Jesus' arms around me hmm. as we were going to the ER because I can remember no pain but just the warmth of his arms around me and
0: really? comforting
1: me all the way into the which was an hour away and that was the testimony it's a special I, feeling It was the testimony I bore because it was of Jesus. I knew it was Jesus. I couldn't do... And that's what you shared with them. That's what I shared with them. It was just short, sweet, and simple, (laughs) but it was of Jesus. About Jesus.
0: What kind of happens to to bring you a little further along here?
1: Well, um, our little community that we live in, I have to say, God bless little communities. <laughs> um, they're very, very close and very close-knit, especially this one, because even the teachers at the little school and everybody, it's like they grew up there, they went off to college, and they come back. Mm. And so they were so close. And it seemed like anytime anybody from outside would come in and move in, it's almost like, whoa. Let's take Let, let's be careful here. Somebody's trying to, you know, yeah. get into our little close-knit group. And the community is such that if you go along with their beliefs and and their thinking, whether it's political, religious or whatever, hey, yeah. you're in. Yeah. But heaven forbid if you're not in and you keep your mouth shut, okay, we'll we'll live with it. But if you start saying anything and speaking out against what they say,
0: yeah.
1: whether they're right, wrong, or whatever, it doesn't matter. Then you become the black mark. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to us. Um, people started accusing, especially Lance. I don't know why he was the target, because <laughs> I'm part of it too. But it, it they just kind of started accusing him, making him the thief or the liar or whatever it was.
0: In the community. Huh?
1: And in the community. And it's like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And so things just really started going downhill from there. And we still would go to church and do our callings and all of this stuff. And when he became really political...
0: It just got it, harder and harder. It, you know. it
1: really did, because yeah. he would even take uh, quotes from high church leadership (laughs) and And take their information and say, this is what the prophet would say. And they'd get mad at him. (laughs) And it would get worse and worse. And I just saw my husband going downhill. Um, There were a couple years there that, I call them black years, because I could see the really dark... Something was going on, and it, it literally scared me. I was working full-time in American Falls, and I'd know he was having an especially hard day, and I'd come home, and I'd go, I hope he's okay. <laughs> you know, I just, it scared me.
0: Well, so were there religious questions, too, that would come along to you, or what? No. No? No. But you were eventually determine that the church is not what you...
1: Well, I I felt like it. I was, especially during those two years, those black years, I was at work, and I slowly had started... we could listen to our own radio, and I had found Caleb (laughs) on the radio, and listening to Christian music, and I started listening to that music, and it just really touched me. Actually, I think it really helped me through those two years when Lance was struggling so, so hard. And I would hear, okay, one of them was uh, Chris Tomlin's Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. Oh boy. I love that song. And I heard that song and I thought, oh, yes, I've got to take this. So I'd go home and I'd say, honey, listen to this song. And he'd listen to it. And he'd, hmm, yeah, that's nice. And I'm going
0: oh. Mormon ears. <laughs>
1: Mormon, e- well, Mormon ears or something. I it, yeah. something wasn't right. Yeah. And it, it kind of went, oh, pop my bubble, you know, because <laughs> I'd come home so excited about these songs, and I'd hear another one, and I'd bring it home. I say, hey, listen to this.
0: Same reaction. Well, you were you were sensing a praising of Jesus and, and acknowledging Him as, as something more important than... Oh, yeah. What kind of you'd felt. I'm putting words in your mouth, but no. what you've been hearing at Mormon church, right?
1: Right, because I was finally hearing all this praise of Jesus. And then we were still going to church, and we had a little primary class, four little girls, about four years old. And one day he says, you know... I don't remember ever talking much about Jesus to these girls. So we got the primary manual out that we had been given, and we started going through all the lessons. <laughs> and we're going, uh, okay, temple, family, mommy, daddy, brother, sister, you know, all these different things. Where's and we will go, wait a minute, where's Jesus? And that's, I think, when it hit him more than anything. Where is Jesus in all of it? And I'm thinking oh okay so we continued on through these two years really struggling and then December of 2016 he comes to me and he looked at me he goes honey I don't know if I can be Mormon anymore (laughs) (laughs) and I thought hmm (laughs) well I inside I was really excited but at the same time, I thought, did somebody call him and get him all upset again? Because it seemed like that was happening a lot. People would call and, or Facebook or something, something and, and was... accuse him of something. And, and I thought, oh, maybe something happened. So I thought, you know, give me, a, give me a few days here, honey. Let me think about this. So I went off and I'm going, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Unbeknownst um, to me, poor guy, I think I gave him a heart attack that he had to wait a few days because he, <laughs> he told me later, he goes, I thought you had to go get a divorce attorney or something. <laughs>
0: he was worried about your
1: He did, because he though. thought I was more Mormon than I was. And yeah. I'm thinking, oh no, this is such an answer at a prayer that I didn't realize I had. Yeah. But it was definitely a prayer that he...
0: That, that he could come around eventually. Yeah. maybe. yeah. See things as you yeah. kind of sense. When did you buy the two uh, the two red letter Bibles? Well, <laughs> What's that okay, story?
1: I um, actually about three or four days after he had told me he didn't couldn't be Mormon anymore. I told him. I said, "Hey, babe, <laughs> I am all in." So he immediately got on Amazon, ordered two red letter Bibles, and when they showed up, when he, when they showed up, we actually opened them up at our kitchen table and we knelt down and we prayed and told God, whatever it takes, give us your truth. Give us everything you have. We will give you our job, our home, our land, our children, whatever it is. We need to know
0: your truth. You know, I searched for a red letter Bible. I ended up at Tuesday morning and found one. Oh, okay. And I'd read just the red words of Jesus, and it affected me that same way. Yeah. It's just, we never talk, we don't know this stuff as Mormons. No. no. Yeah. But. And don't you feel. Oh. What, would, what words would you explain how you feel? <laughs> that?
1: It was so amazing because. After we prayed, we sat down and we opened up uh, and started reading. It's like, you know what? We finally found him.
0: Yeah.
1: It was so amazing. Um,
0: Isn't there such a freedom, uh, a a sense of liberty? uh, What would you say?
1: Well, the weight is gone. It seemed like no matter what I did as a Mormon whether it was visiting, teaching, or even my calling.
0: It was never enough, right? It,
1: it was never enough. I, <laughs> I felt know. like I just couldn't
0: And even couldn't if you did it, it one month, you had to do it the next month or something. Uh, yeah,
1: and I, I didn't always want to do it. And, of course, then you feel guilty because you didn't want to go out to your Disney teaching or whatever. It was just always burdensome, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it was... So it's like, oh my gosh, I can finally breathe. Oh, and I have to say, you know, I'm, I'm wearing my cross. <laughs> I could never figure out all those years as a Mormon why I couldn't wear a cross. And I was always told, well, that's because Jesus is, he lives. Yeah. Well, yeah, he lives, but yeah. this is my reminder of what he did for me. Yeah. And it never made sense.
0: Yeah, and the I Bible could, certainly supports yeah, that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and I never brought it up to him very often, but every once in a while, it's like, I can't I get one? I'd see somebody wearing a cross, and I would go,
0: Oh, <laughs> I want that. <laughs> so this so. has been a wonderful journey. Now this has only been the last couple of years, right?
1: Two and a half years. Yeah. We we left Mormonism January or December two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, so it's...
0: And what would you say to your family and friends and the Mormons that you...
1: It's been a hard journey. You might
0: listen to you.
1: In some ways, because of our Mormon family and friends, we've lost a lot. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, we've gained so much more.
0: Well, in a relationship
1: with... Our relationship with Jesus <laughs> and our relationship with... Other Christians, we have gained so many new friends and family yeah. that we didn't have before. I'm but so, mostly okay. our relationship, that's all we talk about. <laughs> we talk about the Well, I think Jesus it's so wonderful. I'm
0: proud of you that it's the two of you together with this. And I'm, oh, yeah. It's so t- tough for those families that have we, one of them coming. Yes.
1: We, we know several. <laughs> Where they eventually have both come out, yeah. but it may be one to start with, and it's really caused a rift, so we we mm-hmm. know a few.
0: That's well, so hard, and and it's hard to tell them even, isn't it? Just mm. to. It is. Now, you, I know, are involved in a, a prison ministry and an outreach to Mormons, and, and actually Lance, as I mentioned, is going to be, right. I'm going to talk to him a little bit more right. about that, but I bet that's been a wonderful experience.
1: I love going into that prison and talking with the women They are, I know they're there for a reason because of something they did, but I'll tell you, their hearts are open, and they are so loving. I was very apprehensive going in the first time because I didn't know what to expect. You have to go through this training, and even the training leads you to believe that you've got to be careful of these women and stuff. No, you don't.
0: I bet there's a lot of humility there in a, is. In a setting like that, and isn't there?
1: You see a lot of girls that are, well, actually, I should say women. There are some that are even my age in there for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. But the humility and they just bare their hearts. And there's been a lot of tears <laughs> on both sides. Sure going in a lot there. little soul searching, I'm sure, but you get to know the women too. Yeah. You you really do. And so when they get out it's like, "Oh yeah, you're getting out." But, "Oh shoot, I'm
0: going to miss you." You yeah. know?
1: <laughs> you really get to love them a lot. Oh, good. Well, we'll
0: get to hear more about that, but Yeah. Any any last minute something to family or friends? Well, Kids?
1: actually, I just have to mention my name.
0: Oh yes, please do. Um, I was going to mention it, and I thought, well, maybe she doesn't want us to talk about no, that. but I,
1: I do. We, we had been out of Mormonism for a year, and we were coming home, I believe, from church, and I just asked Lance one day. I said, "So, do you feel like I've changed very much since we've been <laughs> out?" And he looked at me like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> Absolutely, I do.
0: New creature.
1: Huh? I He said, I can definitely see that you are new. And I said, then you need to call me by my real name. My name, I've always been Mindy to everybody. My grandparents had nicknamed both my sister and me when we were born.
0: Melinda, right?
1: My name is actually Melinda Grace.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: I told him, I said, you need to call me by my real name. I want to be called Grace from now on. That's pretty special. I feel like... Names can change in the Bible. (laughs) By golly, I can change mine, too, to my real name. So, I am Grace. But, you know, for those that are out there, if they're wondering or questioning it all, don't hesitate to start looking. Because Jesus is there, and He's just waiting for you. He is so... Boy, is He patient, because if we... (laughs) Actually, you know, Moses wandered the wilderness for 40 years. That's
0: how long you were in the church, right?
1: That's how long Lance and I wandered in the wilderness of Mormonism. We uh-huh. were 40 years when we came out. It was 40 years.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But if we had actually... He didn't question before me. I was questioning quite a, quite a bit. Like I said, I was trying to be the good Mormon wife and do what I was told type of thing. But if you're questioning at all, if you hear something, don't automatically shut it down.
0: Yeah. Don't be go blind. check it out. Don't be blinded. Go go check it out.
1: Exactly. Be like, like Lance's favorite, be like the Bereans.
0: <laughs> they
1: listened to Paul.
0: Yeah.
1: And they thought, wow, this is awesome. Better go check it Stay out. And they out. did. Yeah. And that's what the Mormons need to do. They need to not just rely on what their leaders are saying. They're men. They're fallible.
0: Yeah.
1: If you hear something, get Take out there and check it out for yourself. You need to think for yourself. And you need yep. to turn to God because He will answer you. Boy, He sure answered us. Yeah. And I am so thankful.
0: <laughs> freedom we feel. Oh, freedom. Grace, thank you so much. Our time is gone, but I sure appreciate your sharing. And we'll get oh, to meet you. your husband here. Oh, yes. Time. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Grace. We'll Thanks. see you next time. <laughs> this has been the audio podcast of The Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. The Ex-Mormon Files is produced by Main Street Church of Brigham City. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. Do you have an ex-Mormon story to share? Write us at contact at xmormonfiles.com.